Thank you for tuning in to Straight Up Sports with myself, Devin Albertson, as it's time for the week one preview of the Missouri 8-man season, week number one. I'm recording this on a Wednesday night, so when you listen to this on Thursday or maybe Friday, that means either the day before a game day or it's game day, and that's just a great feeling right now. We finally made it through everything that's happened in 2020, which has been a crazy year and just keeps getting crazier. As I'm recording this, the NBA might cancel their season. They're not sure yet. They're still voting and debating on that. So things are changing rapidly across the sports and just the landscape of life in general. It's crazy right now. But on Friday, we are back to high school football, and I am ready for it. Um, This week, I felt like has taken forever in anticipation for Friday. I'm not sure if... Um, players and coaches have felt the same way, but that's how I felt um, here this week with all the stuff going on here. Um, and before I get started on this, I want to give a quick shout-out um, to all the guys who are going to be playing college football this year. Um, most of the guys are either D2 or NAIA of some sort, um, but they still deserve recognition. So uh, guys from last year, a bunch of them actually are going to play division or play football on the next level. We'll start from DeKalb. Darren McElfresh is going to play at Missouri Western, which I don't have a season this year. Um, he's actually being joined from the Pattonsburg. Uh, Stephen Wilhite and Patrick Cowley, also from Pattonsburg. Carter Crone, Missouri s and I'm not sure if s and is playing this year, but I know the MIAA has canceled their season, so they're not actually playing, but they have accepted to play football at those universities. Um, other guys uh, just announced that Drexel, <clears throat> Adam Gilbert is going to Ottawa University to play football and basketball. Originally just going to play just basketball. But he's going to be playing football as well. Uh, three guys going to Graceland. Um, Kaiser Hughes from Norbert Harden Central, as long with the two Mountain City backs, TJ Hopkins and Dylan George. And then Midland from Mountain City. And from Mountain City, going to Midland is also Blake Hayes. Uh, from the Also, not to forget the last two here from the class of 2020, uh, Dalton Luke from Platte Valley, going to play at Mid-American Nazarene. And... Hunter Johnson from Stanbury going to Missouri Valley. In the class of 2019 from East Atchison going to Peru State is Wyatt Gray. Uh, two guys going to Graceland. Uh, first, Hunter Hughes from Norbert Harden Central, as well as Mountain City's Matthew Pop after taking a year off. Um, and also, Connor Greer from Oric is flying down at Baker. And Colton Wilmus from Worth County over at Missouri Valley. Um, then the class of 2018, you have... Five guys there. Two from Worth County, uh, Tevin Cameron and Graceland, and then Drake Kinsella at Northwest. Northwest not playing, of course. I'm also going to Northwest. Rockport's Ryan Dewhurst not playing, of course, because of COVID. Um, canceling D2 season, pretty much. And then from North Andrew, Caleb Patterson is at Graceland as well. Um, class of 2017, I still have two. Um, James Chestnut from South Illinois Holt, Mid-American Nazarene, last time I knew. And Corey Luke at Central Methodist from Stanbury. So that's I just wanted to give them all a shout-out before we got into this week one to give them props on excelling enough in high school to play at the next level. Bravo to you guys there. Then let me see here. Going to the schedule here real quick. Week one, I'm just going to go alphabetically, um, do the home team. So this is how we're going to kind of do it real quick. Um, Actually, you know what? Before I do that, let's talk a little bit about the eight-man media poll and kind of what went on there with that. Of course, uh, number one, Mound City, uh, pretty clear cut. Um, they did get six of the eight first-place votes. 
Um, they were my ballot for number one in the media poll. So no big surprise from me that Mount was number one, defending state champs the last two years. Um, kind of thing where until they're knocked off the pedestal, they probably should be number one. So we'll kind of see. Which last year they lost two regular season games. One, they were without two of their star players. The other one, they lost in a close one to East Atchison. Ended up revenging both those losses in the playoff, in the district championship game, and also in the state championship game. So, Mound City back on top. Um, and, of course, they got six of the eight first place votes. Um, and the two guys who did not vote in first also posted their own ballots to Twitter. So, I think they're okay with me saying that Derek Martin from KMA put Worth County 1, Mound City 2. And then Anthony from um, the Maryville Daily Forum actually put Worth County 1, South Holt, Nolly Holt 2, and Mound City 3. He had Mound City the lowest of anybody. Um, and he actually had an interview with the Mound City coach. After that, so that's kind of interesting that they kind of go back and forth with that a little bit. Uh, it's all in good fun, all in good jest, and these are just kind of our honest opinions going into the year. Um, and Anthony has been to, I believe, every team camp, or at least talked to every coach in the state. It's 33 practices or talk coaches talk. So he is very well versed in what's going on in Eight Man this year. Um, so he has a pretty good idea of what's going on. I think maybe. We'll kind of see how it goes after the first couple of weeks, how his poll kind of shapes up with him starting on the year because he's one of the guys that I really trust to get information from and actually going to see him this Friday. Uh, of course, number two is Worth County. They got a lot of second-place votes, I believe. Two first, four seconds, a third, and an eighth in the balance. Um, they were a pretty clear-cut number two. Um, number three, North Shelby. North Shelby only got one top three vote. They were so third once. Four-fourths and two-fifths. So never lower than fifth in anybody's poll. Uh, they were one of the four teams to appear in every poll, along with Mountain City, Worth County, of course, North Shelby, and then Drexel appeared in every poll as well. Uh, so North Shelby, very consistently a three-through-five team, according to most of the pollsters. So they end up number three in the poll. And then there was a gap uh, to number four. And the gap between four and 12 was closer than the gap between three and four. So... The pollsters kind of thought from 4 to 12 was a pretty good just cluster of teams and kind of whichever way you were kind of feeling at the time. Um, so South Holt and Holt was actually fourth. They were third in my poll above North Shelby. Uh, I think they're going to be really good this year. Can't wait to watch them week one at Worth County. Should be a great game. Uh, Southwest Livingston was five, Drexel six, East Atchison seven, Albany eight, North Andrew nine, Stanbury ten, and missing on the top ten by one vote was Oric at 11, and then Pattonsburg was four votes out of the top 10 at 12, and then um, also receiving votes towards the bottom. They were ways from the top 10, but they did receive votes was Appleton City, Archie, Rich Hill, and Osceola. So the Wemo Conference kind of splitting who they think the second-best team in that conference is a little bit with those remaining votes. Um, and just for my just for record, my top 10 was – Mound City, Woco, South Holt, Holt, North Shelby at four, Albany five, Drexel six, Oryx seven, and then I, bottom of the top ten I had Stanbury, Pattonsburg, North Andrew. I wouldn't try to rank those teams, so I kind of put them in that order. I don't know how they're going to play this year. I want a couple weeks to kind of figure it out. And these early polls are kind of a shot in the dark a little bit. And a lot of the pollsters I talked to said five through about 15 was a real cluster of who you want to vote for teams. There was five teams I thought about voting for that I did not put in my top ten. Um, Rich Hill was probably my 11th team. East Ashton was my 12th. 
Archie 13, King City, and Southwest Livingston. They're in my top 15. Um, King City, the only thing I have wrong with them is they have a tough schedule. With Of course, I rank the other five teams in their conference in the top 10. It's going to be tough to get a bunch of wins there. I think the GRC is going to beat up on each other a little bit. You saw it a little bit in the Albany Jamboree. Um, King City not getting any votes in the top 10 by anybody, but I believe a lot of people think they're going to be decent this year, so we'll kind of see how that kind of works itself out. Um, kind of my thoughts, though, um, as you can kind of think, I thought Livingston was a little high, but I understand why they're that high because they did make the state championship game last year. They only had one regular season loss. Went 11-2 on the season with losses to East Atchison, who went undefeated in the regular season, and Mountain City, who won the state title, and they beat Mountain City once. So I get why they're that high, but they did lose Mac Anderson. A lot of unknown with them right now. That's why I didn't put them in my top ten. I think they're young and a little inexperienced when it comes to playmaking. But I think they have the opportunity to jump into the top ten, depending on how the first couple weeks go, because their first four weeks, not easy. At East Atchison. I believe it's home versus South Holt, not Holt, the Cab, and then Mount City at home, I believe. So those first four weeks, they could go anywhere from three to one to one and three, I think. So that's kind of depending on how they do those first four weeks, will kind of depend if they're in my top ten or not. So Livingston, kind of wait and see deal. Um, I think East Atchison is about. I know I had them would have been like twelve, but being seven is not too big of a deal for me. I think they're more in the nine ten range. Um, personally, where they probably could have been. Uh, they did get kind of a bit of love. They got a number two vote, a number three vote. I see a five, eight, nine, ten. So they appeared in six of the eight holes. I did not have them, and one other guy did not have East Atchison either. Um, he had a little more of the teams down south in the bottom of his poll. So he kind of split the difference there. He did have the other three teams, the 275 ranked. So it's hard to put a fourth 275 conference team in your top 10. Some people did it. He did not. Understandable. Um, I think Albany at eight is underrated. I think they should be fifth. I have them in fifth in my poll. And honestly, they were five votes off from being fifth. I think Albany is going to be really good this year. They got Osceola week one at home. And then they got Stanbury week two. So we'll see how good Albany is very early on. And they have a very tough schedule as well. Uh, let me pull up their schedule real quick and kind of see. So yeah, OCL at home, Stanbury at home, at Mound City week three versus Worth County versus Platte Valley at Schuyler County versus North Andrew at King City at Pattonsburg. So I would say their first four and their last three are real tough games. Uh, they should they'll be the favorite versus Platte Valley and Schuyler, um, and probably be the favorite at King City as well. But the other and they'll be the favorite versus OCL. But there's four games in there that I would consider super tough against ranked teams. Stanbury, Mountain City, North Andrew, and Pattonsburg. Two at home, two on the road. So really tough schedule for Albany this year. One of the tougher, tougher ones in the state. I believe Stanbury has a decently tough, tough schedule as well. Let me look to see theirs. Yeah. Uh, they're out of conference. It's pretty tough. They have versus Appleton City, who was a top 10 team last year, at Albany versus King City, at Osceola versus Pattonsburg, at North Andrew. At North Shelby versus East Atchison versus Worth County. I mean, your, their easiest games is probably Osceola, Alpine City, and King City. And those aren't tough. Those aren't easy games. Those are really tough games there for Stanbury. So, as much as I think Stanbury will be improved this year, their schedule is very tough. Maybe Pattonsburg. But Pattonsburg is looking more to reload than to rebuild a little bit. So, the GRC is going to be super tough. I don't know if anybody comes out of that conference unscathed. 
but it should be interesting to see how it kind of goes there with them uh, kind of going forward. Any other thoughts? I thought, I'm glad North Andrew got ranked. They finished at ninth in the uh, poll there for the preseason. They actually appeared in seven of the eight polls. Uh, so they were the fifth most voted on team, but they didn't have as many votes because their highest one was a five, but most of the other ones were a seven, an eight, and then three tens. So like, they were the team that everyone kind of thought was a top ten team, but didn't think they were very high-ranked top ten teams. So they didn't get a whole lot of points added up for each vote but they got accumulated enough to get to the top 10. I think they deserve that top 10 ranking. They've kind of proven through the years that they're a very good program. They deserve to be top 10. And I was talking to one of my friends about this. Since I was born in 1995, I want to pull up this real quick just to be sure. Uh, but I believe either Mound City, Worth County, North Andrew, or Stanbury has won a state title in every year that I've been alive except for – two maybe three it is three so i think the cab did it in like oh two south holt did it in like oh six and st joe christian did it in like oh seven or something like that like there's very few occasions here if this thing kind of pops up i can kind of confirm those years a little bit but it's every year that it's one of those teams um in the championship game and or winning it. Okay, yeah, so since 95, the year I was born, so you had Worth County over North Andrew, North Andrew over Fairfax, North Andrew over Fairfax, Worth County over DeKalb, Mount City over North Andrew, Worth County over Mount City, Worth County over Miami, DeKalb and 02 beat King City, so one of the rare ones where the big four weren't in it. The next year, Mount City over North Andrew, 04, South Holt beat St. Joe Christian, 05, Mountain City beat Worth County. 06, St. Joe Christian beat Worth County. And then Worth County over Hardin Central. Mountain City over Christian for three straight years. Worth County over Mountain City. Stanby over North Andrew. North Andrew over Stanbury for back-to-back years. Then Stanby over North Andrew. North Andrew over Stanbury. Worth County over Sacred Heart. And then it was Mountain City over Worth County and Mountain City over Southwest Livingston. So, as you can tell, there's not even very many years where one of those teams is not at least in the state championship game. The last time one of them wasn't in the state championship game was 04. It was South Holt versus uh, St. Joe Christian, who's not with South Holt's combined now and Christian's at 11 man school. So DeKalb King City was last time that something like that kind of happened. So it's very, very rare this happens that it's not one of those four. So if you're a betting man, I would bet on one of those four teams to make it there. Mount City and Worth County are the two favorites this year um, of the big four to make it that far. But there's other teams that I think have a chance this year and going into the future to possibly upset the apple cart a little bit here, maybe bring some diversity to the top of the state. Um, North Shelby, especially this year and next year. South Holt and Holt Holt this year. Drexel this year and next year. I think all have a decent chance um, to upset that apple cart a little bit. Maybe Albany can this year. We'll have to kind of see. They do play Mound City on the road week three. Very interesting. I'm probably going to go to that game. So we'll kind of see where that um, shakes up. So that's kind of my thoughts in the preseason poll a little bit. It's the pre- it's, it's very tough to gauge how these teams are going to do, especially early in the year um, between injuries and kids having to quarantine due to COVID. There's going to be some weird results this year, but I cannot wait for the season. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, top 10 matchups. We have two this week. I'm going to both of them. On Friday, 
I am going to Southwell Nami Hold at Worth County. It's four versus two. And then Sunday, Southwest Livingston at East Ashton. That's five at seven over in Turkey Sunday at 1.30. I'm going to both those games. Also, Friday night, um, I'm going to be going from Kansas City to Worth County. And I decided to stop through Pattonsburg, stop by through Pattonsburg and get a tenderloin uh, to help support their, I think it's their booster club of some sort to buy uniforms for their softball team. Uh, they're selling tenderloins, fries, and a drink, I think, for like eight bucks. I'm like, eh. That's better than me spending nine bucks at McDonald's. I'd rather support one of the local teams. So if you do have a um, something like that at your school that you're trying to sell food or whatever to raise money for the school, whatever it's for, whatever it's for, and I'm coming either to your school or by your school, I am more than welcome to stop by and shout out on the food you guys got and help kind of support the community. I'd rather uh, support some of the local schools and fundraising and stuff like that than support. Uh, McDonald's or Burger King or something like that, trying to get food uh, quickly on the road. So I'll be stopping by Pattonsburg on Friday for some tenderloins. Um, hope they have it plain, though. I don't want any pickles or mustard on there. Ketchup is fine, but none of the other stuff. <laughs> Just a heads up. So I'll be stopping by Pattonsburg, maybe say, host, say, hi, say hi to Coach Cab on my way through over there. But now we're 17 minutes in. I haven't got to the first week's game, so I'm going to jump on that real quick after some of these um, side conversations. So we're just going to go here. Uh, first game of the week. OC, we're going to go non-ranked games, and then we'll come back to the ranked games a little bit. So first off, Liberal at Archie, one of my favorite games of the week. Uh, Liberal was a solid team last year. They're bringing back Gunnar Miller. They should be very interesting. Archie, new to, 11, new to eight man, coming from 11 man last year. Um, they have some talent. I like what I saw the Jamboree out of them, or their scrimmage versus Drexel, whatever you want to call it. Between Wolf at quarterback. Sutton there in the backfield, as well as uh, Yannick at the receiver. They're a little more physical than I expected them to be uh, down there with that, kind of hearing their reputation in the past for not being quite as physical. They were pretty physical there with Drexel, and I like seeing that a little bit. So I think Archie, I'm going to pick Archie to get this win, but I would not be surprised all these Wemo matchups are kind of up in the air a little bit. But give me Archie. The world wins in week one over the Bulldogs of Liberal. Up next, Richel, Rich Hill at Jasper. Um Give me Rich Hill in this one. I think Rich Hill's going to be pretty good this year. They're running back quarterback combo uh, with Bridgewater and – oh, what's his name? Give me one second here. I know you guys are probably yelling in this thing right now. Yeah, Bridgewater and McFrederick. That's what it is. Um, they're at quarterback for Rich Hill. Um, very interesting to see how they're going to do this year. I think they'll beat Jasper. In week one on the road, they picked up that game because Chillahowie dropped their schedule. So Rich Hill playing Jasper twice this year. This is the first one on the road. Up next, two newcomers to eight-man. Uh, one dropping down from 11-man, Skylar County. The other one starting their program from scratch in Keatsville. Um, it's at Keatsville. Give me Skylar County. I'd like to see Keatsville win their first-ever football game, but uh, basically what I heard, Skylar County looked a little better than Jamboree just overall. So give me Skylar County over Keatsville. Should be interesting, though, to kind of see – how those two teams kind of battle out. And then we have one team in eight-man playing an out-of-state game. Uh, Norbert Harden Central hosting KC East Christian. Uh, give me the Aggies here. Usually KC East is not very good, so give me Norbert Harden Central. Uh, King City oh, – sorry, we'll come back to that one. Uh, Bramer at Northwest Hughesville. I went back and forth on this a little bit. Uh, Bramer's coach actually did get back to me, so uh, led by Parker Shue and others there for Bramer. They bring back – about half their starters from last year, I believe is what he said. Um, and they should be better this year than they have been in the past. It'll help them getting out of the GRC. That was just a road grader for them. Just so tough to get 
improve week by week when you're playing teams that are just stacked. So they should be better in the CRC. But I'm going to pick Hughesville. What I heard, they have a decent quarterback-receiver combo. Um, not a whole lot outside of that. Um, but give me the Mustangs in a very close game here versus Bramer. I would not be surprised if Bramer won. But give me the home team and just a slight – should be a good game there between Bramer and Hughesville, though. Up next, Bishop LeBlanc at Pattonsburg. Um, give me Pattonsburg. I think they're going to be – I think LeBlanc's going to be better, first of all, this year than they were last year. Um, be a little bit improved, a little bit older uh, and ready to go, maybe a little more physical up front. Pattonsburg lost a lot of talent from last year's team, but I like what they bring back in Jones, Emig, and others there. I think they're not going to be as – the drop-off won't be as bad if they can figure out the quarterback situation, which is a huge if for them and that offense because their offense relies on the quarterback making the right decision and getting the ball to the guys in space. But once Jones and Emig get, get that ball, they can be dangerous in space. They'll do enough here to beat LeBlanc in week one. Uh, next up, DeCab at Rockport. Give me Rockport, Joey Heron, Gavin Abbott, and company, Micah Makings, Aiden Burke. Just a little bit too much there for DeCab, losing a lot of seniors from last year's team that um, squeaked by Rockport last year. Too much loss for DeCab. I think Rockport wins this one. Should be a game, though, up there in Rockport. Um, Oric at St. Paul Lutheran. Give me Oric. Um, I, think they're, I think they're a top-ten team in the state. They just barely missed out. St. Paul Lutheran uh, might struggle a little bit to start with eight-man, so give me Oric. The last non-top-10 game we have is Northwest Nottoway at Stewartsville. I'm riding with the fighting Al- Alan Calfies. Uh, give me Northwest Nottoway to beat Stewartsville. They're on the road. Should be a game, though, and kind of a good barometer for those two teams kind of going forward. But give me Northwest Nottoway with Oberhauser and Goff kind of leading the way for them over Kane Rush and Stewartsville. Osborne. Then we go to the ranked matchups. Um, Osceola at number eight, Albany. Long trip for Osceola. I believe it's... Over three hours, uh, long trip there for the Indians uh, up to the Warriors of Albany. I think Albany is just too good this this year uh, for Osceola to contend with. Um, Osceola, they're going to sling the ball around the field a little bit. I think Albany has athletes to get down, get out there on it a little bit. Um, and also Albany, smash mouth football on the other side. Just going to be a little bit too much there for Osceola, in my opinion. Uh, number six, Drexel is at Concordia. Give me Drexel on this one. Uh, too much Jacob Coffee, Concordia. Not quite to their level yet. Um, so we'll kind of see what goes on in the future, but give me Drexel on that one. Uh, okay. Probably the second most anticipated game of the week is actually on Sunday, Livingston at East Atchison, 5-7. at seven. I'm taking East Atchison this game. I think they're a little bit better this year. I like what they're bringing back. I think Josh Smith's going to be their quarterback, but with Kalen Merriweather in the backfield, also one of the better linebackers in the state. The kid has instincts. He likes to hit. You have to put a hat on him or he's going to make a tackle. And good luck getting to him because he's really quick. Ian Headland, they said he slimmed down 20 to 30 pounds. Still a good-sized body, but also quicker on his feet. He should be a load to deal with on defense, also playing tight end for him. Um, I can't wait to see what East Ashton kind of does with him. Should be fun there. Like, give me EA there in Tarkio with the win there. King City at North Andrew. I think this is going to be a physical, rough game. I think North Andrew squeaks it out. Um, we'll kind of see how King City – it's kind of two teams heading in the opposite directions a little bit. North Angel lost 10 seniors from last year's team. King City lost three or four, but bring back a big nucleus of younger guys. So we'll kind of see how those two forces kind of clash. I think North Angel gets them, but it's a very close game. If this game was played in week nine or eight or nine, King City might get them because their young guys would be able to develop a little bit more and be ready to go by then. But this early in the year, give me North Angel with a little more experience 
uh, getting the win there. Uh, Santa Fe at North Shelby, number three team in the state. Give me North Shelby. I think Santa Fe is going to be solid this year, but playing North Shelby and Worth County your first two weeks in eight, man, not ideal. Reminds me actually when Tarkio came down. It had been my junior – no, it had been my freshman year of high school. They came down. Their first two games were against Danbury and Worth County, who were, as they always are, the powerhouses. And it's just a rude awakening. We get to play two really good teams like that the first two weeks. Um, but I think Santa Fe, I think it'll be solid. It's kind of a rude awakening with eight man when they have to play um, North Shelby, Worth County, and then even Rich Hill in week three. They got week four. Norbert Harden Central. Then Concordia. Then it kind of eases up a little bit there um, after the first couple weeks. St. Paul Lutheran. So better in the middle of the year. Then they got Oric on the road. Um, Bramer and Jasper. So their first three weeks are really tough, I think. But then it's going to lighten up a little bit on there. So they'll rack up some wins later in the year. Uh, up next, Mountain City, number one team of state at Platte Valley. Platte Valley. A lot of kids out this year. They'll be, I think, just about as good as they were last year. I know they lose Dalton Luke, but their younger brother Carter's going to take up a lot of the slack. Uh, McQueen at quarterback. I think they're going to be okay, especially in the 275 with the bottom. is pretty pretty soft um, right now. But this is not the soft bottom of the conference. This is the top of the conference with Mount City. So give me Mount City on the road there with the win. Uh, last two games here, Appleton City at Stanbury. Appleton City would have won this game going away last year. A little different this year. Stanbury, we much improved. Only lose one guy from last year. Appleton City lost their quarterback. We saw kind of what happened last year in the playoffs when they lost their quarterback. They're late in the year. Um, I think they're going to be okay this year, but I don't think they're going to be the 10 0 team they were last year going into the district championship game with all the momentum. Um, give me Stanbury. Long trip for Appleton City. Probably a three hour drive for them as well um, up to Stanbury. And actually have that listed here. Uh, the shortest drive this week is actually King City to North Andrew, only 32 minutes. Also, Mountain City to Platte Valley is 35. Orc to Lutheran is 49, and LeBlond to Pattonsburg is an hour. Uh, the longest trips, over two hours, we'd have Livingston to EA is two hours and three minutes. Uh, Santa Fe to North Shelby is two hours and 20 minutes. Alpine City to Stanbury is two hours and 50, and then Osceola to Albany is three hours and nine minutes. The average road trip is about an hour and a half this week. Uh, 92 miles uh, per trip is what I'm kind of calculating here, uh, which is about the same distance as South Illinois Holt to Worth County. So about that is the average. So a pretty good little trip there for those teams. Um, and the last game here I think is going to be the best game of the week. South Illinois Holt at Worth County. I was at this game last year. Worth County, they actually were going back and forth the first quarter. It was a, it was a shootout. Um, and eventually, South Illinois Holt stopped scoring. Worth County did not. So, Worth County got the win by, I think, by 30, 80 to 50 or somewhere in there. So, Worth County's dropped 80 points on the last couple of years. I think the Spartans will be better defensively this year. They're going to have to be with the Gladstone, Reinhardt, and Alarcon backfield. Worth County struggled a bit in the Jamboree. But with Gladstone back at quarterback and Welsh back at guard for them, they'll be a little bit better going into this game than they were in the Jamboree. Uh, make sure you guys tune in there Friday as I will have a Facebook Live from the Missouri 8-Man Football Facebook page. Make sure you go follow that and be ready for it at halftime. Um, I'll be doing a halftime show with myself and Anthony Crane. Um, he'll be joining me on there uh, from Mary Ladella Forum. He's going to be at the game, so he's going to jump on there. We're going to talk a little bit 8-Man Football during the halftime. Um, and then post-game, we're also going to get on there. Uh, I'm going to jump on there 
and hopefully have the winning coach and a player of the game as well from the game. So it should be a lot of fun. Give the kids a little bit of a spotlight. Coaches a chance to talk a little bit uh, directly to the consumer uh, through Facebook Live. Won't be very long with the coaches and players, just a little bit. Ask them a couple questions, how the game went, how they're kind of going on with this, the protocols and stuff like that with COVID. And this is the, the real basic stuff here. And kind of people they want to thank for some of the success kind of going forward with that. But I'm super excited. It's finally a game week. We're finally having Friday night football. I'm very excited. I will be there in Worth County on Friday night. Um, make sure you guys, if you are tweeting out scores, tag Mo 8 Man Football. I will retweet it um, as best I can. I'm also be looking for other scores while I'm at the games, but this also helps me. If you guys tweet at me, I can, I'm able to get them a little faster and get them out to the rest of the public. We have almost 1,300 followers now on Twitter, so that's good. We're getting close to 200 followers on Facebook. Um, so we're the, the base is growing a little bit. There's people who want eight-man coverage. We're trying to give it to them. Also, make sure, last minute of the podcast here, Anthony Crane, good old woman on Twitter. It's, I don't know what his um, username is, maybe Crane Anthony. You'll find him there. Uh, make sure you guys go follow and sign up for his membership to his Patreon site. He's got 22 previews up there right now, uh, a couple more to come for the season. He's going to be writing articles weekly for Missouri 8-Man. It's only, I think, five bucks a month. For easy coverage, support your local journalism. That way we can get more coverage for your kids. Um, and we really do appreciate when you guys tell us you love our coverage because we're doing it for the kids and give them um, some shine they don't usually get. So my clock's running out here. Thank you guys for listening. Straight Up Sports. I will see you guys Friday, halftime, from Worth County on Facebook Live, Missouri 8-Man Football. Thank you guys so much.